I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost Words Golf Betting Podcast. I'm joined as ever by Jason Daniels. Jason, hello. Good evening, Tom. How are you? Really well, thank you, mate. It's uh, stifling hot in this uh, spare room that I use to do these podcasts. Um, as a typical, you know, English Brit, whatever you want to call us, I'm moaning that it hasn't been hot for so long, and then when it is hot, I'm moaning that it's hot. So, um, other than that, really excited about the golf this week. Uh, how have you been the last couple of weeks? Probably the worst, one of the worst runs I've ever had. <laughs> so, but the only thing I got right over the weekend was that Norren, uh, was that um, Alexander Bjork would be Norren. Yeah. Um, and I can't get on that anyway, so um, that's that stuff. Um, and the rest has just been, quite frankly, bloody shocking. I mean, very, very good to see Nick Taylor win. I know you and, you and Brad have been backing him a few times. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think having seen... Uh, I mean, if you start last year with, say, Ewan Ferguson and this year with Tom McKibbin... And there's obviously various others. Wyndham Clark, obviously, as well, for his debut win. Um, and then you look to this week and you see Nick Taylor. I, I, there, there is this this massive case for just sticking with these, these guys. Just say, if they're over 50s, I'm just going to back them for a year. Yeah. Because you, you see the quality in them. You see the Tita Green game. You see there's something there. And they win. A bloody lot of them win. Mm. And... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you think he's that good, and, and obviously he is, and you then ally the fact that he's at home and his recent results have been excellent and you can sort of upgrade them because he's going home, um, it is a surprise that, that, you know, I know a lot of people are on, but it's an awful surprise. Surprised more. More yeah. people are on, yeah. Well, well when, what surprised me actually was looking back, because I remember he finished second at the Phoenix, I remember he played a right at Sony, so I started thinking, hang on a minute, like he's just won. Like, and I saw that he was up to like sixth or seventh in the FedEx Cup rankings. I was like, he must have had a really good season, sort of under the radar. Sixth at the Fortinet, seventh at the Sony, second at Phoenix, tenth at Valspar, fifteenth at the Valero. Win last week or Sunday night. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Thirty third in Riviera's in there. Thirty third at um, or twenty third at Bermuda. There's other results that are just middling that sort of keep him going as well. Um, all of a sudden he's becoming a lot more consistent he's world number 44 now which is the best he's ever been and I know that these world rankings are chucking a few players out at the moment and that's why some of these are higher than they've ever been before but it doesn't matter he's been he's been really really good for all season really and uh, like you say it, you know, maybe we missed out on him a little bit so um, kudos to him uh, Tyrrell Hatton bounced back from a poor Saturday with a really good Sunday barring one hole um. Yeah. What about Tommy J? Oh, well, Hatton was Hatton was, was, he was just brilliant. Mm. But he's, you know, hasn't won though, has he? Hasn't no, he's playing fantastically. Yeah. Um, and and he's uh, well, it's not his fault. I mean, um, yeah, he was brilliant, Sunday. He was. He was. I, I thought to myself, it, it's becoming a bit too easy for him, and yet he was just fantastic. You know. And he's, yeah, I, I think he's just great, isn't he? You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't um, deny him a major, would you? You really wouldn't. He'd just be awesome for him to win a major. No, I, th- I I'm think sure he's... we'll discuss his chance soon. Yeah, I think his game deserves it now, and 
I know a lot of people are probably going to wait for Hoy late because it's the Open Championship and things like that, but we can touch upon that as we come into into our selections. But then a word, I guess, on Tommy Fleet with Jace. Like, what did you watch it? I saw I saw bits of it. I, um, I probably saw half. Yeah. half a lot at the end. What can he do? You know? Yeah, I, I think I think yeah. the thing with me was he just kept playing that par five so strangely. Like he kept getting himself too much work to do. Um, would be my only criticism of him. Like he, he he was so adamant that was the approach he was going to take, iron off the tee, you know, mini driver off the fairway, and you know when he did lay up, he laid up into the rough. Like I, I felt like he made some bizarre decisions. Um, yeah. You can't you can't you can't account for a seventy foot eagle putt that knocks you out in the end. But I felt like he had an opportunity to to really put it to bed before that. Um, there's a lot of them. I mean, you don't have to. Well, you do have to look a little bit further down to see uh, Rory. Yeah. Huh. Who, who right. for me, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's 12 under going to the like the last half dozen holes, of which there's at least three scoring holes on uh, Saturday, I think. Um, and and it's shocking yesterday, and that's just, you know, I don't know. What can you say? I, so I, don't, I don't know what you can say really to be honest with you. I'll tell you who was brilliant. Mark Hubbard, who we were playing. Yeah. I mean, wonder. he's hilarious. He's an absolute loon, isn't he? He is. Um, you know, yeah, I, I like him. I like him a lot. He, um, but Rory, yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about Tommy doing bizarre things? I've, I've got no idea what Michael was doing. I mean, all this, all I kept hearing was, I think it was Trevor Ribbon who was saying, don't worry about today because he's really revved up for next week. Really revved up for next week. <laughs> Really, really, like, I don't know what's going on. I understand that, that this week, I mean, we were amazed that he played, to be honest. Yeah. But, but you know, he did play. And um, uh, anyway, yeah. It, it, I mean, look, like the, the point that people that will defend Rory are going to say that even when he's playing badly, we've got these question marks, he's finished in seventh at the PGA, ninth at the Canadian Open, and seventh at the Memorial. But he's missed the cut of the Masters. Played poorly at Quail Hollow, missed the cut of the players, didn't play very well at Riviera, wasn't great at Phoenix. Like, it isn't, it isn't there. And it, and it, and for whatever reason, I think it's probably got himself too caught up in all the off-field stuff, which not necessarily all his fault. Um, you know, in the day, he's, he's not getting it done. He, he was the only person in the top twelve yesterday that didn't shoot under par. Sorry, Andrew Novak as well. There you go. So he he finished yeah, tied ninth with Andrew Novak. Why about him? Yeah, um, tough. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know, mate. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. He'll probably shit in this week, but probably won't. No. Well, let's see. Let's let's look at the top of the of the odds board then for this week at the US Open. Scotty Scheffler is seven to one in a couple of places still now, uh, getting shorter. John Rahm ten to one. Brooks Kepka twelve to one best price. Roy McIlroy fourteen to one best price, mainly twelves. Patrick Hanley eighteen to one standout. Victor Hovland eighteen to one standout. Um, is it a case of if Scotty Scheffler puts well this week, he wins? Yeah, but we've seen it where certain aspects of the player's performance improves. Yeah, and that that therefore means that another aspect of their game fails. Yeah, and and a lot of you, you can't knock what Scotty's doing. It's everywhere, and we all know what he's doing. He's, he's putting up blinding figures, blah blah blah. The best since Tiger, blah blah blah. But Tiger did it. Yeah. Tiger did it. whatever happened 
whatever happened on that golf course, for whatever reason, that you knew Tiger was going to win when he got in them positions. And that's why he is the greatest. Um, you know, Scotty's, you know, as we know, he led the PGA at halfway. He led the Byron Nelson at halfway. He didn't do that. Um, it's, I'm not knocking him. But I, I personally have uh, Brooks Kepka as favourite. Because um, he does it. And, yeah. and that, that I ultimately, I think, is... I mean, it's a very, very fine margin, and look, you can look very silly because, you know, at any point they can they can blow out, as for example, John Rahm has a couple of times recently. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm sure Scheffler will be there, but whether I put him in that short, um, yeah, it's not for me to be honest with you. Um, is he four or five points shorter than Kepka for me? No. No, is I mean the same price as McElroy. No. No, no. That, and that's, this is the thing. So twelve to one to me. Seems short on Brooks Kepka, but when you put it into perspective that he's double the price of Scheffler, he's bigger than Rahm, and he's the same price as Rory, who definitely doesn't have it between the ears right now. It, we're, t- we're talking about intangibles here in the sense that Brooks dominates all of these in terms of mentality and, and just winning pedigree, but that's what matters, isn't it? At the end of the day, like regardless of whether Scott Scheffler gains 20 strokes tee to green, ultimately, I know it's been sustainable, he's been doing it for a long time, but that has to end soon. He can't keep gaining those amount of obscene numbers tee to green. So, although even if he keeps that in good form and the putter comes to the fore, it might be that he gains five or six strokes to to green. That's not enough. Like, it it can't keep going out. So, uh, I think, I mean, yeah, I don't I, I just, I just, I just have a dish. I don't understand. I, I understand his consistency. I suppose it's relative. I, like you say, I mean, I, I, I think of him to go well this week. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a funny one. It's a fun, I mean, you know, there's there's a few. I mean, you'll probably slag off my second selection uh, because of what he has or has done as well. Um, it's a weird one. I think it's a specific event. Yeah. Uh, it was he seven four plus? Um, you know, different theories around whether you know you can smash it, you can Bryson your way around, or whatever. You know, will always somebody will be right, somebody will be wrong. Um, the rust up, but. You know, we always see it, and then it turns out not to be that horrendous. Um, it's a really difficult one for me, as I say. I mean, I'm very, very confident that Brooks Kepka uh, wins this. What What's the line that you are take? So my line is that it is going to be still a typical USGA test that favours the longer hitters, no matter how much they'll try and tell you that you can't spray it. Um, so I, I still think you've got to look at past US Open results. You've got to look. There's been a lot of talk about sort of Augusta in terms of Ramothity. That only helps the likes of Brooks and Scheffler. That only helps the likes of Hovland in recent years. Like, obviously it helps Rory to a certain extent. But then there's sort of talk of... Because there was all this talk, wasn't there, at the start of the year about how Max Homer was going to love it because it's in California. And then all the talk this week is it's nothing like Riviera. It's nothing like um, Tory Pine. No. Because there's no Kikuyu grass. There's no Poa Green. So... Yes, it was designed by George Thomas, who designed Riviera. Yes, it's in California, and that's about where the similarities stop, I think, for California courses. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I it's, it's, um, yeah, I mean, was, I mean, I do know, I mean, obviously, you've got the list of, of players that have won majors, um, in this part of the world. It, it does make a huge difference. But I, I've gone down the line that this is a US Open that is hopefully a typical US Open, yeah. and to quote, you know, um, 
I don't think it's going to be quite this bad, but quote Justin Rose, he said, you know, how can I get when he when he won that uh, Merion, mm-hmm. he said, how can I get around this course without making mistakes and shoot even half? And I think if you have that mentality, and obviously you'll get you rod you rod chance, I think that's fine. I think that's exactly how you want to play it. Um, having said that, you know, Brooks has won, you know, US Opens in in uh, what do you mean? Oh, he won PGA in sixteen, didn't he? US Opening. So you, Brooks has won sixteen under and in plus one. Yeah. So you can do what you like. I mean, I took the I took the view that basically this is a quite big test. If I'm gonna uh, have a look at it in terms of um, other majors. Then obviously the PGA, great. You look to Brooks, um, and you've looked to our Open, great. Look to Brooks as well. Um, <laughs> look, he's won nine events, five have been majors, right? Of the events that he that he's won that haven't been majors, uh, and it, it, you know form lines don't work like horses. But I just found this quite interesting. 2015, he wins Phoenix. He beats Masters win Becky, and uh, Masters win Bubba. Yeah. CJ Cup. He wins that as a non-major. He beats Gary Woodland, winner of the 2019 US Open. 2019, he wins the FedEx and Jude. He beats Webb Simpson, won the 2012 US Open. And in 2021, he wins the Phoenix. And he beats Xander, who we might talk about in a couple of minutes' time, who has the best US Open record. US Open record without actually winning it. Yeah. And I just find that form, I just find them form lines absolutely amazing. Um, the Masters, I think, I can't say it was Cantley that did it, but I think it was it was more of a fact that he was involved in uh, in, in a major. With, with, you know, and he had the, the things about it and the fact that he had a two shot lead. Um, and I'm not saying he's not mentally tough, but I think there was an awful lot of pressure. Um, I think he probably used Cantley as an excuse to be he, honest. He was still fragile at the time. He was he hadn't yeah, been in that position for a long it. time, was it? And I think, I think Cantley was the excuse. Yeah. Um, and and he showed it at the PGA and. The only thing, the only negative about Kepka for me is that, uh, as people have pointed out, when he's won a major, he's played the week before, um, yeah. and obviously his missus is um, he's pregnant and blah blah blah, and he's, I think he may well be slowing down after this as well. But I, I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, his 2019 PGA win at Beth Page uh, was in a 7,400 yard past 70, and there he beats Scotty Hovland, Rory, Cantley, Rose, and Cam. Um, He's played 10 times on courses between 7-4 and 7-6 with a par 70. And his average is 18th place finish. And that includes 55th at the PGA last year, which doesn't count because he was out of the game and injured, and missed cut Houston 2021. So it, on, on long long par 70s, he's got two wins, one US Open, uh, Chinnacock, PGA at Beth Page. He's got four other top fives. Um, and his average score, you can see it on tour tips because they've do, got a lovely game base now. His... Um, Average score on those is 69, just over 69. I, I'm struggling. I mean, 2017, he won the US Open after being 11th at the Masters. 2018, he was injured at the Masters and still came out that year and won two majors. <laughs> US Open and PGA. 2019, um, uh, obviously got the PGA after being second at the Masters. Uh, 2000, uh, 2020, 2021, missed the cut at the Masters, then got second at PGA for the US Open. He, he's just... He's just He's just king of majors, and they've set this out. And I think you saw at the PGA that this isn't just a, a hit it and hope player, you know, as you might say Bryson is. I know, I'm not sure if it's yourself or Brad, I came on Bryson this week, um, but I'd have him in that sort of category. Kepka's got the entire all round game um, on the strokes game that were taken at the PGA and the Masters, 
he's found seven shots at the Masters and um, 14 and a half shots um, at uh, Oak Hill. Um, his figures are figures are just brilliant. Um, he knows how to play US Open. He knows how to play fast conditions. Like I say, he's won in 16 under and one and, and one over. It doesn't matter what this course is going to do. I'm, I'm stunned if Kepka's not winning a medal. Let's put it like that. I think the other thing, so you talked about the, the tour tips and the database now, and you've you talked a lot about course sets up there in terms of past 70s and yardage and everything. I just very much went with the the bent grass green thing and looked at course set up that way. He won the Turkish Airlines Open on bent grass greens way back in 2014. He won the Dunlop Phoenix Tournament in Japan on bent grass green in 2016. Um, he won the Phoenix Open on bent grass greens. He's finished second there as well. He's uh, won his live event, I think, in Jeddah on bent grass, like Paspalum bent grass greens. Bit of a mix in there. Um, you know, he, he just consistently plays well. He's obviously won the PGA Championship two starts ago on bent grass greens. He's then played live golf DC on bent grass greens. He's, he's had all this kind of bent grass experience. Most of the better majors have bent grass greens. Um, so that's it, really. He's just, he's just great at those events. And if you just want to look at US Open records, he missed the cut in 2012 and he's been 4th, 18th, 13th, 1st, 1st, 2nd, 4th, and then 55th, like he said, when he was injured. It's just, I, I don't, I literally don't know, I can't have a negative about Kepka. The only thing you never say is, oh, he's not going to win two in a bounce, and he does do that. So, what? You're running out of negatives, aren't you? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I just think where you've got eight and ten places, I, 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 tell, tell me seven players that you think are going to finish in front of him. No, I, 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 I can't. I, I think... I, mean, look, I think he's... Sorry, sorry Tom. I think he's more, more in the head than, than most of them anyway. He's much more positive in the head. Um, karma in a, in a, in a um, contending situation as well. Uh, you know, he's not going to give you a thriller ride minute. It, 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 thriller ride minute? What <laughs> but you know what I mean? He's, he's not... Like, for example, I love Jordan Spieth. Yeah. You know, but you are going to have to... You are going to have to, you know... Go for, go for a roller coaster ride with him. Yeah. Um, and you, I don't think you're going to get that with him. And, and I think he is, uh, uh, what we saw, he's one of the top three in the world. And, um, you know, therefore, therefore I'll bet him like he's one of the top three in the world. I think, I think the top three players at the moment in the world, in terms of what we've got in front of us at the moment, are Sheffield, Kepkrin, Hovland. I, yeah, I, I, I think Ram is has been brilliant and I could not have been more confident on him for the Masters and he won me that and I'm you know great that's it I think he's had a bit of a lull understandably since then he did get his ball striking back to Kevin at the Memorial but ultimately hasn't had it completely Rory we've already mentioned I don't need to go back into that again uh, Cantlay's got an obvious weakness at the moment in the sense that he doesn't seem to put four rounds together um, I, I had a hard time leaving him out I am going to leave Cantlay out if he wins then so be it he fits everything that I wanted him to fit, I just can't take Cantley over Victor Hovland. I, I just I just think that the way he's leading into the US Open is so uncanny. Um, you know, compared to what, you know, Ram was going into, I tweeted out earlier, like Ram for the 2021 US Open, he was 7th for the 2020 Masters, 5th for the 21 Masters, 8th for the 21 PGA. Should have won the Memorial, but he got yanked off after 50 holes for COVID. And then he won the US Open. Hovland, Fourth for the Open Championship in 22, seventh for the 23 Masters, second at the 23 PGA Championship, one Memorial. It's it's the same form line. If, if anything, it's actually better because he's got the win and he's 
he's come closer in the other majors. So for him to be in the the, the obvious knock is going to be he's been in the final group, the penultimate group, and the final group, and not got to win any of the three. If he was playing with anybody else other than Brooks Kepler in the PGA Championship, he'd have won that. He'd have won. I, I, I don't care. You can sit there and say he did what he did on 16, but he'd have won that tournament. He just consistently had to do it and keep up in his game because Kepka's so good, and he just run out. He just run out of steam. It's as simple as that. He, he's, I think he's probably the third best player in the world, Hovland, behind Scheffler and Kepka. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not arguing. Yeah, I, I, th- I think Hovland is actually better than people think. Yeah, yeah, that's quite high anyway, isn't it? So. Yeah, I mean, look, like he's look, he's sixteen to one and eighteen to one now. I don't need to convince people like I did when he was twenty-eight to one or whatever. But I, yeah, I still think he's underrated. I, I still think I, he's underrated. I, I still think there's an issue with the short game. That's there is own. there there is, but it's but, so but then there's it's mitigated. There's an issue yeah. with, you know this, and there's an issue with that. So that, I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, we, we're talking about who who is the one at the top that hasn't got those issues? It's Brooks at the moment, and that might okay. be because we don't see him as often. That you know we don't see his issues, but he's the one without issue at the moment. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, but Hovland, even even the around the green game stuff, like. Gained uh, around the greens at the PGA Championship pretty significantly. Gained around the greens at the Memorial and was really good putting in both of those events. Um, and he gained around the green very slightly and was really good at putting at the Masters as well. I think he's just he's just found a way to... I still think it looks bad on the eye test, but ultimately what matters is the result. And the result is that he can still get it around and his off-the-tee game is brilliant. So um, your Brooks kept crying Victor Hovland and we're both very happy on both of those thank you very much yeah yeah I, I think I think I, I, exactly what I, when I said to you I think I'm going to build everything around Kepka I'm yeah. quite happy to have him in a match with most of them hmm. I won't be having him in a match with Victor Hovland yeah but I'd be I'd be pretty confident that that if you backed him to beat Scheffler Rahm or the Cantley stop there for a moment yeah um, that you'll you'll you know you, you won't lose all your money put it like that there you go. Let, let, let's go into Xander because he's the one that we've we've been dancing around a little bit. Um, I just can't see him winning it. <laughs> it's as simple yeah. as that. Uh, I, but you cannot deny, and it's in front of you on tour tips, it's in front of you in Wikipedia where you see all those yellow colours that you like on, on Wikipedia. Fifth, sixth, third, fifth and seventh, and then the worst finish so far, 14th last year in the US Open, which is actually just one bad round really on, on the Saturday. Um, why can he win this one, Jase? Uh, 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 just because uh, he has to win a major, doesn't he? Yeah. He has to win a major. I, I, I'm amazed if Shuffler goes through his career without winning one. And it's your choice whether he wins. Well, to be honest, any of yeah, them is any of you. The three, I mean, yeah. It, you know, the Masters, second, third, and tenth, obviously, this year. PGA, four of his last five have been top 20, top 15. Um, sorry, 18th. Uh, this year, um, our open second, 26th, 15th, and obviously here he's got a remarkable record. He fits everything. He fits. Yeah, I know Dave Tindall's 10-year trends points out Xander. I mean, he's local, obviously, from the California state. Lives in LA. Be surprised if he hasn't had a knock round here. To be honest, um, I don't know that. Um, made 12 cuts in a row, four finals in the world match play. Played some stunning golf in the match play. Um, his driving distance works fine. His driving accuracy works fine. Um, uh, Tita Green, I think, yeah, I mean, that's that's 
apart from Bay Hill, which is a weird one. Is that you know what he's doing recently is, is great. Um, he is a bit in, in front. I mean, you actually talk about um, when uh, Brooks beat him at Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and I remember that one. Um, Xander and Jordan Spieth uh, both stuck their t-shirts in the walls for 17, I think, hmm. um, and let Kepka in. But that's exactly what I mean by Kepka being the one mentally just yeah. just awesome. He just he just plays the game how it should be. Um, for me, Xander, yeah, I mean, I, I just think there's will he win? Will he win? Will he win? Will he win? I, I, I think he can win. I think he might have to backdoor a win, but equally. You know, when they're offering you eight, ten places, um, doesn't matter, does it? I, I think he'll, I think he'll be there. I think he's, he's just got that perfect tee green game. Hasn't quite shown the brilliance, obviously. He does it somewhere like um, East Lake or anywhere like that. But um, yeah, I've got, you know, he won. Who was it he put up? There's a. Uh, it looks to be a correlation with the Renaissance. I can't remember who put that up there. Mm, didn't see that one. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it was um, John Thingamy Bobby at the Lions. I think. John uh, yeah. Yeah, who did, who obviously got, uh, he was one of the dictators a lot last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, he thinks there's a, a bit of, a bit of there with, with uh, Renaissance, with the change of elevation and and things like that. And, and if that is the case, then obviously his win at the, the Scottish Open works lovely. Um, I, I just, I've always been a fan of Sheffield, you know that. Um, I've always put the Masters down as, as his as his tournament. But I think as, as you watch the other players come through, I'm beginning to think that I, I think he's going to top ten in every major, just because he, he's so he's so he's quality without having that brilliance, isn't he? That's the problem with it. Yeah, um, he doesn't give you a roller coaster like John Speed, and he, I don't think he's got that absolute. You know, well, what we've seen from Brooks Kepka that steal um, necessarily, and I, but I think he can backdoor a win, and he can certainly contend here. And, and there isn't a lot. You're not going to go far down this list, are you? I think. No. Um, recent history tells you that the elite win win here so once you get to to be honest in this field once you get to about 50 60 you're you're starting to struggle to yeah. to make genuine cases so out of that top lot given that we've said we're not particularly on ram Rory we think there's an issue um you know uh, Cameron Smith again sorry you might bring up huh. we don't actually know particularly how well Cam Smith's doing at the moment um, I, I think I think you've got Xander and I think he's perfectly positioned there is oh, Powers on 12 now but there's there's a bit of 18 20 22 out there or 22 is the top 5 isn't it a bit of 18 and 20 and I think that's a very very solid run um, I've got no issues with him I, I think the thing the thing I would point out with Xander is that I'll just look quickly while you were talking there looked at the Open Championship odds just to see if you've got any more value on him going to a major that's not necessarily the one that people because this is the one right everyone associates Sander with as US Open exactly the same price so you might as well take him in the one that that we know he's going to do it in um, that 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 you can get twenty to one on Xander for first eight on Bet three six five so you knock off two points um, so you can have twenty to one eight places or eighteen to one ten places on Xander yeah I mean again. Um... Doing your doing the database on tour tip seven thousand four hundred seven thousand five hundred yard past seventy, his two best efforts at U.S. Open, hmm. six at Shinnecock and fifth at Wingfoot. So um, again, I, I think I played this more. I know it's probably the wrong way to play it, but I've looked at what, who I don't have negatives about rather yeah. than 
normally during the week we, we look at positives and they've played all here, they've played all here, so therefore they'll play all here. Whereas I think at the US Open you can look at who... Ha- it's such a hard test yeah. that we can look and say if there's negatives about them at, at sort of 12, 14 and 1, then just knock them out. And I, I don't see that. I see Xander being there the entire time. Um, slightly concerned about his, his final rounds at some of these tournaments, but... Yeah. It's got it's got to happen eventually, though, mate. Like I think I think the trouble is we've we've all been guilty of it in the past of ruling these people out on a Sunday, and then he's twenty nine years old at thirty three. He could have had he could have had another six wins by then, and all, all of a sudden he's great on a Sunday. Scotty Scheffler wasn't this this expert at winning, and he hasn't well, been exactly. this season, has he? So it's the, he's not old. He's not old at twenty nine, and, and he's already got what seven or eight wins, um, all of them against well, not all of them, but most of them against. Pretty high grade players: Thomas, Finau, Woodland, Burns, Thigala looks better in, in a few years' time. Kisiyama looks better now, uh, year on. Like, yeah, I, I think I did. I am against him in terms of winning, but I, I just—it's very hard when he's eighteen, twenty-one with ten places on offer um, for a US Open. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think his form looks anywhere like the quality of somebody like Brooks Koepka. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think he's somebody that won't make particular errors. You know, I think if he's if he's if he's looking to just move up, move up the ball, just stay where he is, stay where he is, but get a position. I, I don't think he's going to do anything ridiculous. But we've already seen it too many times with Rory, for example, this year. Uh, it's just been silly. I, I just you know when he's in there, he's just making ridiculous errors. You mentioned about Tommy hmm. um, earlier, and maybe that's the the. You know, you wouldn't expect it off of obviously something like Roy McElroy. But making those right decisions and I think you know, I, I did expect Xander to kick on a little bit after the Scottish Open. I must I be honest. Did. Yeah. And, and do a little bit more because he's look he looked quite you know comfortable looked, with it. Yeah. yeah, he looked very, very good. When he won the Travellers at the Scottish Open, um he did look very, very good. Um but maybe this is, you know, well, that, but that was the thing. We we just saw two wins last year and assumed that was him now and he was gonna go on and win what he should do and we're we're a year on and we're saying he won't do that anymore. And it, it, like obviously you're not. And but yeah, I just when you look no. on to like tour tips, fifteen weeks tracker, Scheffler one, Shuffle two, Fitzhovland yeah. three. It's it's just because every other player in that I suppose except for Cantley and Hatton in those kind of top eight, top seven of those figures has got a one or two ones next to him. Scheffler's got a win. Hovland's got a win. Rahm's got a win. Kepka's got two wins next to him. Wyndham Clark's got a win. Like everyone's kind of had that spike week, but what people have got to remember is like Xander doesn't play easy events, really. He's always going against the very best. He's always playing elevated events. He's always playing elevated fields. So he's always getting beat when he's when he's had a chance to win. He's always getting beat by someone that's top draw. Like he's not he's not losing. I don't seem to remember him surrendering results against really easy players. And maybe I'm wrong on that, but. Um, you know, there's two playoff losses that come to Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy. Yeah. You know. I mean, it, look, look, it happens. You know, players turn up and turn up and turn up at these. You know, you look at someone like Jason Day. I don't like him this week. But again, turns yeah. up at majors. You look at Morikawa. You know, he turns up at the right majors. Again, I don't particularly like him this week. Um, and, and Xander turns up at majors. And, and we've said it a thousand times. And we've continued to say it. The difference is, you know, at one shot around. Yeah. It will make the difference. And then certainly on something like US Open, the difference of one shot around can make the difference between winning and coming 25th. Um, 
you know, it's uh, it's I, I just I like the way he 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 not that he trends, but I, I just like the way he does, he goes about his business. Well, his game is not, suited to the US Open. Like, there's no there is flat, yeah, it's not flash. It's, it's yeah, just and there's no spikes. The yeah, I like yeah. It. Anyway, that, that, you know, add, add, I say add the local thing in, which has been even elevated by Nick Taylor's win last week. Yeah. Um, and and you know, I, I see him there. I, you know, I think I, I agree. I think if he was in contention with Kepka going down the stretch, I think Kepka will win nine times out of ten, personally. Mm. Um, but it that's, doesn't that's matter. Why, that's why you've backed Kepka as well, isn't it? So, it's, well, um... do you know what? All all you have to do is go Todd Hamilton, and Jimmy Walker, Webb Simpson, Michael hmm. Campbell, Lucas Glover, Wei Yang, and Danny Willett. Yeah, yeah. No, it, happen, it will have happened eventually, and he's not. And he's not even in those names as he's he's a class above those. He's just. I uh, think he'll get Yeah, he'll get one. He'll get one eventually. Um, Ask Brad for his three picks. He's off this week. He's in Kenya. I've asked him for his three picks. First two are the next two in the market. Jordan Spieth, best price at 28 to 1. Uh, 25 to 1 with more places. And Cameron Smith, similar situation. 25 to 1 with more places. Um, I said if you wanted to give me some reasons, do. But I'm guessing you like that they've got a bit more room off the tee and they're really crazy around the greens. And he said, that's spot on. So that is basically his form line on both. I'm sure on his Patreon he's gone into it a little bit deeper with... Jordan Spieth's performances off the tee recently and things like that. Spieth did come to my mind a little bit. There's been this is the other thing. There's been a scatter kind of approach of what courses suit because no one's really sure. Like there's been Chambers Bay references, there's been Erin Hill references. So he comes up because of the Masters and and St Andrews and uh, Chambers Bay. Uh, I, I get the Spieth thing. I still don't know if he's fully healthy. I still don't quite know if he's back to winning major type mentality. But Brad does think so, and Brad's doing very well at the moment. So. Do listen to that. Uh, Why is he holiday in Kenya? Yeah, exactly. While we're sitting here in a stuffy window in Kent and Essex. Um, Cameron Smith, very much the same thing. And you, you mentioned, actually, we we weren't quite sure where Cameron Smith is in his game right now. I think it's better. Like, I think he was 34th at the Masters, only marginally gaining in certain areas. And then all of a sudden, he's been 4th, 7th and 2nd on Live. Then finished ninth at the PGA Championship, where he was, he was good with his irons, but lost on the tee. Uh, but was great around the greens and on the greens like it normally is. If he brings that kind of game with him this week, I think he'll be okay. So um, I couldn't get there because he's 25 to 1 and I like people slightly bigger than him, but I do get the case for that. This guy has come in a lot. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton's now 30 to 1. I put him up at 40 to 1 earlier. Uh, 35 to 1 was still available when we were recording the podcast at the start and he's now coming to 30. 28 to 1 with 10 places, but Cyril Hatton is, according to the PJ Tour, the third best player in terms of straight scoring total this season. So he's got to get a win eventually, and I don't see why it won't be in a major championship. I, ju- I just think he's so, so good at everything. His putter's uh, driven a lot of it recently, which may be a little bit of a concern for some people. But I, I mentioned this the other day, like he's been one or two shots away from like three or four more of those yellow squares on Wikipedia that I'm sure mentally people users to whether people can contend at majors or not um i just look at it the one the one concern i've got is a lot of his stuff's coming on the east coast in terms of majors so he was tied to it for the shinnecock in, in this event in 2018 but third in strokes game total seventh tee to green and putting 11th off the tee 17th in approach he was 34th at the masters which was fine and he was 15th at the pga championship in the last major the open with a 77 uh you just you just wonder where he would have been with a a slightly faster start maybe he doesn't get as attacking as he was for the final three rounds and you don't and he doesn't finish like he does you, you don't really know um but all i would say is that 
I think he's a top seven or eight player in the world at the moment on form. He's actually ranked 14th. Um, and he was originally 40 to 1. I started writing all this up. He's 30 to 1. That is about the limit. But I just think he's so good right now, Jace. I, I don't I don't really see a flaw in him. It is around the green, statistically, is the flaw. But I don't watch him and think that's an issue. Um, it's probably temperament in the US Open, I guess. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't I don't see that particularly as an issue. Mm. And the harder it is, we've always said, the harder it is, the, you know, the better he becomes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's... I, I mean, I, I struggle to see Hatton winning this. I, I, what price is for the Open? Uh, I think he's about 33s, maybe. Let's have a look. 33s, best price for the Open. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I think I'd rather be on there than here. But you know, that—that's just my view. Of the, yeah, my, my theory of that is like suited, but... his form could just drop off, couldn't it? And you mm. might as well strike while the iron's hot. I think without being, you know, golf pun intended. But it, yeah, I just—I just think he's due. And I backed him at twelve to one last week to be a decent few front runners there, and he all but did it. Um, barring a couple of well mm. Saturday wasn't very good was he uh, which is why he had to work so hard yesterday but um, yeah I, I just think he wins at some point and I don't think it really matters where it could it could be this it could be the Travellers I don't think it, it's just going to happen at some point so um, I'm going to take him are, are you are you interested in investing or is it getting too short you know I think he's got a bit short for me yeah um, in fact, I think most of the whole field has done. Have, everyone has. That's why I can't rule these. Like, I, I would probably on any other week when we talked about majors, I probably would have got rid of Hatton by now because I'd have found someone that was similar feeling, but he was so, 45, 50. But it's so condensed now. <laughs> but it was so difficult. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously in that in that that sort of mark between 30 and whatever it is, I mean, Homer's ridiculously short. I can't believe that. Yeah, I can't do that. I, I can't have that for love of money. Um, so I'm with you. I mean, you know, I'm with you in terms of I think he'll play well. I just think he in that field. I mean, I haven't backed him, but I might be very tempted to look at something like Fitzpatrick, um, yeah. who's got the patience, I think, and the mental fortitude to um, to stay there. So when you look at someone like Hatton, Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, I think I'd put Fitzpatrick above just because of the challenge of this week. Um, not necessarily saying he can win, or I think he'll win. Yeah. Um, I just think Hatton might be teetering on. I think it's the defending champion thing bothers me with Fitzpatrick, and he's not quite doing like he's still flashing pretty good stuff. But I just think Hatton, uh, Hatton's unquestionably top eight player in the world at the moment. He's priced yeah beyond that. So yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, so I, I found that range mm. um, very difficult. I mean, again, you know, it wasn't that long ago, but he wanted to be on Tony Fina. Yeah, I can't, couldn't do it. I, could, no, I literally wouldn't do it with your money. I don't, I don't. I have no interest in Fina right now, or Justin Thomas, who seems to be no. the one that everyone's um, drawing to because he's getting out to fifty to one. But it is a big price. It is a big. Price. It is. But he's never been a US Open player for me anyway, Thomas. Well, no. And then, and then you look at someone like Decky, hmm. and he was, you know, he was shocking over the weekend at um, Muirfield. Yeah. And you think, okay, the figures are lovely, and, and yeah, you know, and, and he was. He just didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. It's just useless. Um, so I, I really started to. I must be honest. Once you get past the top lot, yeah, it's difficult. Really, really started to struggle. Um, I mean, I did back um, Justin Rose over the weekend. Yeah. Um, I thought actually he's going to do an awful lot better, I but did. maybe maybe it became a bit too much of a putting contest, and uh, 
like like we've already discussed, you know, Justin Rhodes is is he approaches certain events a certain way. Um but he was shit to be fair. No, he was, <laughs> but but the, start, fir- so. the first three rounds were we thought we got it all wrong because it was a tougher event and that played into I his just, hands and then Nick Taylor was able to shoot six under, hat and shot eight under and that just think- gets away from him, doesn't it? I think I think that's yeah I think that's exactly the case. I mean that's why Hatton's performance on Sunday was so good hmm. because historically we look at him as a Bay Hill player, as a as a you know a tougher course player. And that's why I thought it was, it was so good. But yeah, Rose I backed over the weekend anyway. Um, I've got no real problem with him. Obviously he's a previous winner anyway. Um, his attitude to me has always been fantastic. I know you're a big fan of Rose anyway. Yeah, it makes stun people. I mean if you looked at this. A year and a half ago, and you said that Justin Rose was going to be 31 for the 2023 US Open. Yeah, you've got uh, laughed at. Exactly. But again, he's, he's form one, seven four, seven six past seven, he's excellent. Um, even last year, you know, Houston ninth um, at the PGA at Southern Hills, he was 13th. Um, Shinnecock, uh, 10th. Pinehurst, 12th. And, and that famous day when I had £19 million pounds of <laughs> to win at Merion. And Rose was just brilliant. I mean, he was just amazing. Um, again, I, I have no idea what this could be winning. I mean, there's talk of about it being, what, four, six, eight under par, something like that, winning it. Um, that, that'll probably suit him. The harder it is, the better it'll be for him. Yeah. Um, you know, very similar again. You look at somebody like Hatton, they're, very, they're similar, you know, Pebble Beach form, you know, Bay Hill. You know, they're all, I know, just cut this year, but it's that type of, that type of really difficult course that they, you know, they come to their, you know, they come to their topping. Um, yeah, like you know, you've you've watched him for ages. He's got seven cuts in a row now. Yeah. Tip Green is great. You know, PJ was seventeenth round the green. He was twelfth. Uh, Masters thirty seventh to green twenty fourth round the green. Everything's fine. Yeah, he's playing as well. When you consider the class of, of player that there is now, he's probably playing as good as he has for, for a long, long time. Obviously, that win at uh, um, Pebble Beach was his first one in four years, wasn't it? Yeah. Seems to have kicked like him on a bit. Years of... Yeah, you can forgive him the next the next bit because you know he's gone and won at 41 years old or whatever he's now, 42. Yeah, um, yeah I think he was 10th at Augusta after the first round, 5th at PGA after the first round, I think, if I've written the things right. Um, yeah, the experience in the US Open. Um, he's inside the top 30, which you need to be. He's won this year. Um, but what is there to, to, to not like? I, I think I think I, I thought I think it was 40, maybe a bit more over the weekend. I thought it was all right because I thought hey, well, if he goes on a wins, he obviously won't win this week, but at least I've got a price. Yeah, exactly. uh, so I was hoping he'd be third and, and play really, really well. He plays fine. And I think that's what you need around here. I, I, you know, it's going to be a... I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll say five under is going to win it. Right, Five or six under is going to win it. And I think that suits Justin Rose to the ground. So um, away from him, with like you've got Cameron Young, who who looks to have gone at the game a bit. And, uh, again, maybe he can bring that back in time for the for the Open Championship. Yeah. Um, Jason Day's, you know, I don't know, could be injured, could be anything. Um, and then you, 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 I think you're struggling, to be honest. I I, uh, I think once you get past the next two people that. You know, you've said that basically everything I was going to say about Rose. Uh, I said about not necessarily looking at the California stuff, right? But last four majors on the West Coast, three of them he's played really well. Ninth for the 2020 PGA Championship at Harding Park, third at US Open at Pebble Beach, 27th at US Open at Chambers Bay. Um, I 
I think the point you made is the most important one, is that he's probably playing as well as he ever has done in the past. It's just what, how good that is doesn't mean as much as it did 10 years ago because I think the competition's got better. I think is the way I would look at it. Um, two, three. He's gained strokes in like 12 straight events on, straight, on approach around the green and passing is absolutely brilliant. He hasn't got the pop off the tee. He's not this long hitter and it didn't affect him back in 2013 and 2015 when he was you know, around about the world number one um, or was world number one for a little period of time because there wasn't these 350-yard hitters. There was Roy McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and Bubba Watson, and everyone else was kind of Justin Rose's level. Um, Rose hasn't gone chasing that distance. He's definitely got more speed, uh, but not more distance. And yeah, look, I, it was disappointing what he did yesterday, but it probably doesn't really matter because like you said, it's going to be a different type of event this week. It's more concerning that he was ninth going into the final round of Masters, finished 16th, and 5th going into the final round of PGA, yeah. finished ninth. That's the more concerning thing. But um, Oh, yeah, that's what FR meant. Yeah, final yeah, round. Yeah. Not first round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's that's what it is, right? Like I think I think he had a chance, really. Like You won't think it because Kepka was so good in the end, but he had a chance to be within a shot or two going into the, the back end of the front nine at the PGA, and he just wouldn't make anything. Um so, yeah, I'm, I'm both him and Hatton reluctantly sticking with at 30 and 35 to one respectively because I don't think there's much value elsewhere. Like you're looking at, you can very quickly like if they got too short, you'd go okay, well I'll go to Morikawa. Well, he's got back spasms at a young age, and I'm quite concerned about that. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick not sure on Finau's gone at the game. Dustin Johnson doesn't seem to have what he's had in the past. Cameron Young broken in my opinion. Jason Day. Um, probably peaked when he got the win and, and struggling since. I was told to make a bold prediction at the start in 2023 and I said that uh, Justin Rose and Jason Day would be in contention for majors this year. Um, Rose has, I think, already qualified with, with how close he got to PGA. Day hasn't, but he's got the win. So it's it's interesting. Both won, yeah. Both won this year, yeah. So the one in the middle of all of those that we've just talked about, Bryson DeChambeau at... 40 to 1 with 10 places. I, I can just see him winning, Jace. I, I, I just think it's a very, very small sample size, and I'm basing this very much on. Like, I'd given up on him until he finished fourth at the PGA. And the reason being that at the PGA, it wasn't just the distance that we've become accustomed to. Like, he was second behind Scotty Scheffler in total driving, led the field in distance. He was ninth in accuracy. And he was 15th in approach that week, which is actually way more akin to what he was like before he put on all the bulk. He was second in greens and regulation, regulation as well. When you look at the Gil Hans redesigns, we obviously redesigned this. He's won at the 2018 Northern Trust, the 2018 Dell Technologies, and the 2020 US Open at Wingfoot. So he loves all of these kind of redesigns by Gil Hans. I know they're going to be different tests, but there's got to be, just like there's got to be something with the USGA formula, there's got to be something with Gil Hans's formula. Um... When he was defending his title at Torrey Pines at the US Open, he was fourth going into the final round and just played poorly. So, to me, fourth at the PGA uh, in 2020 at Harding Park as well, everything kind of points to the fact that Bryson's come to where he's obviously from California in the first place. So, whilst I don't want to get too caught up in this California thing because I don't know how important it is, I just think that we're probably in Bryson version seven or whatever he is these days, um, where he's lost to you know, 20 pounds again and looks normal shape but hasn't got the polos small enough to, to show it off yet. Um, 
he he's still wearing the polos and looks like it's a, he's wearing a tent. But he he I just think yeah I was just really impressed. I wanted to see how because he looked accurate on on the on the coverage and I just wanted to look into it and see whether that was just eye test or wherever he was and he was he was ninth in the driving actually in second in Queen's regulation. And I just think if that's what Bryson DeChambeau is bringing to the table now, this is a player. I think people quickly forget how good he was before he went mental. Um, I mean, he would have been ten to one for this major two years ago. I mean, he was, wasn't he? Whatever. He, I mean, so yeah, forty to one. I know he was one hundred twenty-five to one for the PGA, but the PGA's happened since then. So I'm all in on Bryson DeChambeau. I think he's the most likely live winner. That's a very good argument. That's all, that's all I've got on him. That's all I've got. I think that's all no, I need that's to have on very, him. Very, very good argument. Um, and, and yeah, absolutely. I, I think you know, comparing him with those that surround him in the market is, is, yeah, without question. If he comes back to anything like his best, he's yeah. to everybody that surrounds him in the market. Yeah, actually, I've said he's most likely Brooks is most likely live winner. I, I kind of forget that he's live Brooks because he's been so ambivalent to it. Oh, well, we don't have a live anymore anyway, do we? We, we don't have a live anymore. No, there we go. So we don't. We're not sure really. Yeah, we don't know, do we? There's still many more questions on that. Um, Brad's gone. His final section here is Patrick Reed. So if I get any live fanboy stuff, you can direct that to uh, you can direct that to Brad now. Um, he's gone with Patrick Reed at sixty six to one, very much for the same reasons. He went with Cam Smith and, and Jordan Spieth. More room for T is going to help him. Short game is going to help him. Um, and I completely understand why he's there. I don't necessarily see him as a US Open winner, but he had the chance at Chambers Bay for a little bit and, and fell away. So maybe there's something in him. Siwoo Kim's coming to 66 to 1. He was 120 to 1 when I was going to write him up. Uh, he was 125 to 1 when I wrote him up on Odds Checker, so I'm not going to be packing him at 66 to 1. But the spill on Siwoo Kim is that I just think, again, very much like this Hatton syndrome, I think people see those yellow squares on Wikipedia and think that people can win a major when if they're white, they don't. Um, and he's gone into the final round of 2017 US Open, three strokes back in sixth place. Fell, shot, fell two shots shy of that top 10 at Aaron Hills. Uh, he finished one shot back of 10th at the 2021 Masters, and it was the same situation again at the Harding Park in 2020 in California. So he's had three majors where he could have had top 10s very easily and should have done. So I think if you see three top 10s in recent majors from Siri Kim, I think you look at him as a different player. Uh, he's gained strokes on approach in his last five events. He's finished T2 and T4 in that span. We know he can beat this kind of class of field because he did it as a 21-year-old in the Players' Championship, youngest ever Players' Champion um, over the years. So to me, Siwoo Kim is brilliant. It's only the fact that he's coming from 100 to 166 to 1 that I won't do it. I know I've talked about taking people at shorter odds this week, but I won't do it uh, with that kind of drop. But I, I completely understand why people would be on him. Similar prices, Jace. Another improver, Wyndham Clark. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I don't really want to back him because he can't win no. um, but then like I said we had uh, Danny Willett Lucas Glover Wei Yang etc hmm. so who knows um, uh, yeah I, I think um, I don't know what I think he's the right skill set isn't he just outside top 30 in the world which he obviously wouldn't be if we counted if we counted live but still he'd be inside the top 50 um, he's got the game on long courses that I think suits at, uh, he's only actually played three 7,400 plus yard par 70s and they're, they're all at Houston um, and he's improved there from miscut 41 and 16 but the thing I noticed with Clark that we probably noticed before he won at uh, Quail Hollow 
is that all these finishing places disguise what he's actually doing during a during a um, during an event. Yeah. The 41st at Houston a couple of years ago, he was seventh um, after the third round. This year, he finished 16th. He was third after the first round. And I've looked at his recent record. St. Jude, again, very decent competition, 2022. He was seventh after the third round, finished 28th. Um, Corrales this year, I know, obviously not quite the grade. Um, he was second after the second round, third after the third, finished sixth. Canada, uh, 2022, so exactly a year ago, he led halfway and finished seventh. Um, and then at Memorial uh, over the weekend, he was, uh, what was he? Third, was he? Yeah, he was fourth after three rounds. So his figures, his actual ending figures or his, his finishing positions are not indicative of the play that he's playing for 54 holes of these tournaments. Yeah. And I know he's done nothing in majors. I appreciate that. But he's just the type of Gary Woodland type figure that I can see doing something. The problem is, I really did want bigger than what he is. Yeah. Um, and that's why I may have to look him in one of the other markets because I do think that's a bit short um, in this quality of field. But, yeah, there's something about him. I think it's yeah, it's unfortunate that, you know, the PGA Championship came after Wells Fargo because I think that he needed a tournament to get over the victory. Yeah. Um, and they, obviously I think he showed really, really well um uh, Memorial at Muirfield last time, second in greens and red, 10th for driving accuracy, 13th approaches, top 30 tee to green. Everything was absolutely fine, um, as it has been for the majority of uh, of the season, really. Um, yeah, that was it, really. No, but you, but you say about um, he's never done anything in majors, right? And that's true. He's 29 years old. And he's having a career year. He's finally broken through. He's, he's fulfilled the potential that he finally showed, right? Xander Shoffley, who he beat at the Wells Fargo, is 29 years old. And we've basically yeah. given up on him because he's finished fifth, like, eight times and not one. Like, it, it's, it's funny. I know that you're being asked to take 20 to one about Xander and it's 66 to one about Wyndham Clark. But, like, it's because of the each way value of, of Xander finishing those top positions all the time. What my point, overriding point is, is that why are we giving up on these people before they even hit 30, you know, even hit 30 years of age? Because they suddenly just become better players, I think. Like, I don't know whether Wyndham Clark... I mean, he, he left... He was at Oklahoma State and left there, like, halfway through to go to the University of Oregon. He obviously didn't think he was good enough or wasn't getting the playing time he wanted or, or whatever. Um, I can't remember. He's probably explained it somewhere. But people grow up at different rates and mature at different rates and get better in the game at different rates. It, it, it's amazing what people... And yeah, okay, he might look a little bit short, sixty-six to one, but he's probably not. He's just he's that type of player now. He's that good. Um, so yeah, not to say I'm on Wyndham Clark by any means, but he's got the right skill set for a U.S. Open winner, isn't he? Yeah, and, and, and you know, I don't know whether there's correlation with, with uh, the Wells Fargo or not. I know I know that Potomac didn't really make any difference having moved from Quail Hollow. I think the result was very very similar. Mm. Uh, but if you do look at, at Quail Hollow's list, um, or sorry, Wells Fargo list, uh, ignore seventeen, isn't it? But it was somewhere completely different. Um, you, you know, there we are. You know, finishing in the top two or three. You've got Xander. You've got Matt Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory obviously has won there. Jason Day, who is a um, U.S. Open um, well constant, really back in the day. Um, Webb Simpson's there. Um, Ricky Fowler's there. You know, mm-hmm. Lucas Glover, winner of the U.S. Open, um, and obviously Tiger, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, look, if we're going to look at the positives, which Matt Cooper always says do. Then 
you know, you have got the fact that it's his only win is in a tournament that history suggests does pretty well at the US Open. Um, it was it's purely a price. If he was a hundred or one, I would be all over him as an interest. Playing him, not even thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't play, think about it. So I have to think about the price, but he's the only one really of that lot that I think might have. Um, I mean, Mito's quite interesting, isn't he? Yeah, I thought uh, Mito. I thought he was an interesting one. I think he's playing better than people know because he's playing a lot of it on live. Like he's, I don't know how he hasn't won on live because he's like the best ball striker on live and consistently plays well and plays well at the PGA Championship. So, yeah, I think he's interesting. But uh, but apart from that, he Wyndham Clark was the one that I thought looked like he was going on another resurgence of, of good results. And yeah, as I say, sort of you know, if if we could take positives out of that single win, then you know that's what we'll do. I've got two uh, to talk about in very similar vein, vein, I think, to Wyndham Clark. And I could be completely wrong, but I think I'm right. And I'm going to talk about it. So you talked about how important it would have been maybe for Wyndham Clark to have had a week between that uh, Wells Fargo win and the, the PGA. Yeah, or a tournament in between, sorry, yeah. Um, I think Denny McCarthy having a week off after that crushing playoff loss to Victor Hovland is going to be massive for him. And we talk about improvers. Uh, I think Denny McCarthy is one of those, certainly. Uh, sixth at the Bermuda Championship every year. Fourth at Pebble Beach. Thirteenth at the Players. Nineteenth at the Valspar. Twenty-fifth at the Heritage. Eighth at Wells Fargo. Twenty-ninth at the PJ Championship at Oak Hill. Uh, and second at the Memorial, where I don't know whether he should have won or shouldn't have won, but he was beat by a world-class player at the end of the day. The, the one that I think is the third best player in the world. So when you look at Denny McCarthy and you look at what he's done in a relatively small sample size in terms of major championships, I was quite impressed. He's seventh in this tournament last year at Brookline. Uh, he's played in three US Opens, 42nd in 2015, missed the cut in 2016, but then finished seventh last year. He's played in four PJ Championships and he's getting better all the time, 58th, 59th, 48th, 29th. Um, 13th for the players, as I already mentioned this year. So if you just look at big events recently, He's played the 2022 US Open, he finishes 7th. He's played the 2023 Players' Championship, finishes 13th. Plays the PGA Championship, finishes T29. Loses out to Victor Hovland at Memorial. You look at why he's becoming better. Gained on approach uh, really well at both PGA and the Memorial. Obviously, his passing is a constant. That's what keeps him going. That's what keeps him in. Um, probably, maybe a little bit too short off the tee. Um, but... I just think what Denny McCarthy has been doing in a, in a small sample size in major championships reads pretty well at 110 to 1. Uh, I don't think that's bad at all. There's somebody also I know texts me over the weekend and, and really does fancy him, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I would have to say what you said, really. I, I think he's possibly too short yeah. to properly contend. But, you know, interesting, his win, his, his sole win on the um, web.com. Tour yeah. Championship, he beats Lucas Glover. Yeah. It doesn't matter because it's not horse racing, I, I know, but um, just out of interest, if you want, but, if you want to take positive. But like Memorial demands a decent amount of the tee. I know it's not as long, is it? But like, uh, look, I think he's. A, if you're good with a, your long irons, that you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Fine, it? yeah. I, I think I think he's a top ten more than a than a win. Um, and this is certainly going to be the case for the next one I'm going to put up. But I, I was just encouraged anyway by that recent. He looks like a, yeah. an improving player. Um, actually I've got two more the next one was Sepp Stracker who all of a sudden looks like he's got that ball striking back was really really strong on approach at Memorial really really strong at the PJ Championship where he finished 7th uh, 
Uh, he's been he's gained strokes off the tee in four straight events. When you look at um, his major records, he's 30th and 46th for the Masters. He's been seventh for the PGA, and he was 28 28th in this U.S. Open in 2019. Better player now. Um, just the way he's ball strike, his, his approach numbers are absolutely insane. Uh, both Memorial um, and the PGA Championship. So. Yeah, I was really, really encouraged by that on Stracker. He's second and fourth, those two events in strokes gain approach. I'm guessing beaten by Scotty Scheffler probably both times. Um, so, yeah, really encouraged by him. And then the other one I want to talk about, and this is this is a little bit of a long shot, uh, but Patrick Rogers is just really solid in US Opens. 46, 41st, 31st, 31st. So the career best finish at the PJ Championship of um, tied 29th last time out looks to be another one that I mean look he's been around for years and we've been expecting him to break through and he never has and that's why he won't win this week obviously but again still just 30 years of age and I think there's there's more to come from him and it looks like if anything the US Open is the setup for him he's gained an approach in four of his last seven events when he doesn't gain an approach he's like his you know his results are not great, but when he does, he's he's right there. He's fifth at the Valero, tenth at the Mexico Open. Uh, he he was right there for for a little while um, at one of those events at the Memorial thing and fell away. So yeah, I just think I just think he's improving. He's a 250 to one shot. You get these kind of randomers that pop up in the top eight, top ten, and I think him, Stracker, and Denny McCarthy are the three that could potentially do it. Absolutely. No there you go. That that's a, that's about it on that group of players. I don't I don't think Chase. Yeah. I don't think there's any value in talking about these kind of real long shots. One no, person I think, I think, I think the, the only other one that, that, that yeah. sorry I will say is we mentioned him before is Woodland. Yeah. Um, I just you know again the the, the less birdie fest the better for Woodland. I can't believe it's only four years since he won. The I know Open. it's wild. I, I, I honestly believe it's like eight years. Or something. <laughs> Do you I not agree. think so? No, I agree completely. It's I can't wild, believe yeah. it's the year before COVID. Gary Woodland won the US Open. That's because COVID felt like. But he's years, play, look, he's playing really, really well. Obviously, he's got massive length off the tee. That is an advantage, um, even at whatever age he is now. Uh, must be approaching late thirties, must he? I presume. Um, obviously, his win was in this part of the world. Uh, he's just playing very, very well. Um, it's 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 a bit. I'd say it's a bit less successful but a similar type of play than Xander in that it's just there if you know what I mean yeah. there's nothing special about it he's there but equally he's doing a very very good job you know top 15 at the Masters top 15 at um, Quell Hollow um, PGA was whatever it is I think I'll probably put him up for PGA that's why he missed the cut um, and uh, last week at Memorial uh, book ended 275 68-71 um, finished in the top 25 I, I can I'm quite tempted on, on Woodland for uh, it's a boring bet for a top 20. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything wrong with trying 125 to one each way. Um, I, I think people, and I was on, I was amongst those that, that fell in the trap, that we were so keen on him at the, at the PJ Championship that people are going to just feel so burnt by it. But at the end of the day, he's a winner at the US Open. He was 10th last year. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's his it's major, his, isn't it? It's his tournament, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's you've got to just grind. Grinders aren't birdie makers, are they? They're a different type of you know, like you say, what have we got coming up, John Deere or something, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I think Poston won that last year, didn't he? 
Yeah. You know, where, and I remember it. You know, I remember it really well. Uh, hmm. I haven't still got the money, but I do remember it. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's you. You just have different tournaments, don't you? And, and you would. Uh, Woodland is the sort of player that will. I mean, a lot of people are on Heathy Gala this week, which I personally don't get. I think there are tournaments in Thigala, but I think he wants a much more attacking um, event. Uh, I think he wants pin-seeking. Well, I think somebody like Gary Woodland is quite happy just to plod around. And obviously, we know he, he's, you know, sometimes his pattern is a little bit to be desired. Um, it's not going to matter that much this week. I think just find your greens and, and just stay there. Stick around even, even par and you're going to be in the top 10. Uh, I think Woodland can do it. I think that Sahith Gala point is, I think that's born out of, there was this notion that it could be St. Andrews or Augusta in terms of creativity and he was 34 for St. Andrews and 9 for the Masters because he had that bit more room off the tee and if you can do that here then great but I'm like you, I don't, I don't think it suits him to grind out a score. I think he'll get fed up of trying to go one or two under on a day yeah. and, and try and get three or four under and get carried away and, and make a mistake. Uh-huh. I think the Masters, although although obviously you, you have to be creative, there are sections where you know you can just strike rip. 30 yeah. foot away and you're going to end up eight foot away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for Ryan, you're on the on your game. You know that's going to happen. I don't think this is going to be like that. Um, Plus, I also, I just Ryan rather than know which side to to hit it. If you know what I mean. He's just not playing that well either, is he? <laughs> like he, he 56, 40th, 58, 38th. And he's lost strokes off the tee in every single one of those. Like I, that would worry me more than whether it even is a fit. Like he just doesn't look like he's playing that well. I know he's gained an approach in three of those four. Plus, but... I'm in real trouble because every time I watch uh, repeats of uh, King Gary and see Romich <laughs> I and Stewart, I think of Sahith Gala. I haven't watched King Gary, and I really should because I love both. Oh, of them. do you know what? Do you know what? I didn't like it the first time, and we've yeah. been rewatching it. We're, sorry, this is part of the podcast now. Yeah, this is not the after podcast. And I've been re-watching stuff with Oliver. So we've gone through some various um, comedy shows, Friday Night Dinner or whatever, and he chose King Gary. And it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Fr- Friday Night Dinner is uh, honestly one of the best things ever made on TV. But uh, King Gary I need to watch, so really that's fun. on my watch list. But every time so every time he goes around Stuart's house and he knocks <laughs> on the door and he goes, oh, God, Gary. I'm like, I, I just think that's a heap of missing <laughs> and I don't know why it's really bad but I'm sorry there you go I like it um, final one I would just say for some reason I've got this gut feeling that Podrick Harrington's going to stick around I, don't, I, I can't shake it there's not much to it he doesn't play in US Opens anymore this is the first time in a long time that he's been in one uh, but he used to be good at them obviously he used to be good at everything but you look at the form this year fourth at the Abu Dhabi where he had a chance to win uh, 25th at the Raz Al um, 10th at the Valero Texas Open, second in the PGA, the senior PGA Championship last time out. 50 if you made the cut of the PGA, gained in three of the four strokes gained uh, statistics. I can't shake that he finished fourth at Kiowa in 2021. Notion. I mean, he's been terrible in the majors except for that, other than this 50th this year. But I just think he's playing really well. He's got that distance that not many seniors have, uh, which means he can keep up with the rest of them. I don't know what he's going to do, but I, interestingly, I think a top 40 or, or whatever you want, top senior, I think he can beat Phil. Um, I quite like the look of Podrick Harrington in those respects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know if Brooks kept the wins, hmm. he wins six majors uh, earlier in his life than Phil Mickelson won one. 
there you go. That's everything you need to know about Brooks, isn't it? And I think it's also another really poignant point that look how long it took Mickelson to win one major and we're ruling out people by the time they get to 29. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. We, we, we just, we're just very impatient because we've been treated to Scheffler, Morikawa and Hovland yeah. and that other world yeah. recently. Um, that's what it is. We're just spoiled. I think that does it. I think that does it. Uh, Jason, has you got anything else to add? Nope. Cool. Right. Run us through your official selections for the 2023 US Open, please, Jason. I think Brooks kept for a win. Xander um, Shuffley, Justin Rose, uh, and top 20 issues for Wyndham Clark and Gary Woodland. Love it. Uh, Brad's gone with Jordan Spieth at a 25 to 1 with the extra places. Cameron Smith. Uh, 28 to 1 with the extra places and Patrick Reed, whose price I did not uh, note but I think he's in that 66 to 1 bracket with those extra places as well and then for me uh, it might seem boring but I don't really care uh, Victor Hovland 16 to 1 with the extra places Cyril Hatton 30 to 1 with the extra places Justin Rose 35 to 1 with the extra places Bryson 40 to 1 with the 10 places and then I've got to figure out what it is I'm going to do with Denny McCarthy, Sepp Stracker and Patrick Rogers, but I am doing another written piece for National Club Golfer tomorrow and there will be if they're not on that list then I haven't done it, so one of those might be in as the, as the fourth, fifth man in, so um, that's your lot everyone, that is it that's what we've got for the US Open uh, we've got a little bit of bonus things there about King Gary and Friday night dinner at the end uh, to go and inspire you to watch those and take a break because you're going to you have to stay up until 3am to watch the US Open this week, so you might as well find something to watch uh, until you get to the first tee. But, yeah, I think that's it, Chase. It is indeed. Thank you very much. 